Welcome to the Fearless Mom Podcast, where our goal is to give practical tips and tools to help moms actually enjoy parenting. Whether you're watching or listening by yourself or you're with a group, we're just so glad that you've joined us. And remember, we never wanna add to your already long to-do list. We just wanna help you be intentional with what you're already doing. Hey guys, this is Julie Richard, and before we jump into today's podcast, I wanted to give you a heads up. We're in our series about discipline, and I kicked it off with a discipline intro, and then um, last week we had Mac. Well, I want to let you know before you hear this one with our guests, our guests are our kids, and um, Emily and Joe join us. I cannot believe everything they remembered I want you to know that they did not listen to last week's podcast. I think it'll be fascinating for you guys. It was fascinating for me to see how it lined up with what Mac remembered and with what they remembered. It's amazing. And I want to remind you, if you haven't already, be sure to register for the Fearless Mom Conference. You can go to fearlessmom.com. Our conference is in February, February 26th. It's going to be an incredible and epic mom weekend with Holly Burdick, David Thomas, and Sissy Goff. We are so fortunate to have such incredible resources joining us. We are going to have a great time and laugh and learn. It's for moms of all ages and life stages. Again, head over to fearlessmom.com and remember, use the discount code FEARLESSBESTIES. FEARLESSBESTIES saved you 20 bucks. You should never pay full price. Just kind of a rule of thumb there. Hey guys, welcome to the Fearless Mom Podcast. I am Julie Richard, and I've got some guests here with me today. And I'm sad that you guys are not in the room with us because there have already been some shenanigans. Introduce yourselves, guests. Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Joe. <laughs> okay, guys, now y'all are so soft-spoken. That is not it. So Emily- We are not. Uh, we are loud people. I, I would totally agree. But today, for some reason, you guys seem to be- um, on your best behavior. I'm just so nervous. What if I don't like the colors? I guess, right. When um, we turned it on, all of a sudden they uh, <laughs> got their manners, found their manners. Well, we are following up with last week's session about discipline. We talked a lot about discipline, about what it is and what it isn't, about um, some assumptions people make and how when we take a fearless mom approach, a fearless mom perspective, Discipline is not negative like we always think. It's not just punishment. Discipline simply means teaching, training, directing, and correcting to prepare our kids to be the resilient, independent, competent adults that we um, want to help them to grow up to be. And so I thought it would be fun to get Emily and Joe's perspective. I don't know. I may regret this. I may already be regretting this. I may regret this. We'll see what their memories. I told them I was going to ask them about what they remember about um, discipline in our home, what they remember about a lot. A lot. Oh, good. A lot. That's good. Oh, my gosh. You guys. I have a lot to say. Good. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take it away, Joe. No, not yet. No, do not take I'm it away. For this. Do not take it away. Okay. okay, guys, this is what we talked about last yes, week. So pay attention. Do not you guys behave. Um, I'll give you positive consequences afterwards. if you behave. We're so, 27 and 25. It's fine. Right. 
so just to remind everybody, if you are listening, they are young adults now. They are 27 and 25. Emily, tell everybody what you are doing right now, and then we'll pass it to Joe. Um, act as if no one knows you. Introduce yourself, <laughs> okay. if you would. Um, well, I'll start by saying our entire family works together, <laughs> which it's is a, fun. It's a lot. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, but I am currently working um, in communications at Lake Hills Church, um, and so I work closely with all of the Richard family, um, and it's super fun and presents some neat challenges and opportunities. Um, and I have been saying this for five years, but I am about to finish grad school. <laughs> <laughs> but for real. But like actually. For real. In May. Like I, at least in the next 10 years. Well, I'm either finishing or I or finishing. I'm finishing. Oh, I'm, fin I'm done okay. one way or the other. So, Emily, what are you getting your master's in? Sociology. Um, basically, just studying people and how environments shape people and impact people. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, Joe, tell everybody about what you're doing. I am currently the elementary director at Lake Hills Church in LHC Kids, so it's a ton of fun. I get to hang out with all the K through 5 on Sunday mornings, and I also have a lot to do um, with the students because a lot of our volunteers are students, and I get to hang out with them on Wednesday nights too. Um, and I'm also getting my master's. I'm a little bit further away than Emily. I've got about four semesters left. Not that anyone's counting down. Um, but I'm getting an MDiv in Christian theology. Excellent, excellent. Well, thanks for, you guys are always great sports and let us, um, dad and me both, uh, tell stories about y'all and about um, your growing up in our home, always willing to let others learn from our parenting mistakes and mishaps. We are grateful. And so um, I had you guys, I asked you to join us because I know that um, We've shared so many stories uh, from you guys' uh, childhood. And so when we talk about discipline and we talk about whether it's pirate parenting principles or just discipline in general, um, I tell everybody a lot how you guys were complete opposites. You are complete opposites, different in so many ways. Certainly, there's a family resemblance, and it doesn't take anyone long to figure out we're all related, but you're very different. Um, Emily came out... Um, of the womb, you know, with her eyes open and um, started speaking early, large and in charge, in a good way. And um, she had an opinion, and she was able to Happens. share that opinion. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> a long opinions. time ago, she had opinions. <laughs> and, and all of your opinions were felt very deeply and articulated rather loudly so much has changed a long time ago that was true. but it's there, there's nothing there's nothing bad about that we say all the time about strong-willed blessings and emily is um definitely showed up as our strong-willed blessing that strength is a blessing and we truly believe that our um, goal was not to change that about you we didn't want you to be less intense less passionate less driven our goal was to channel that and um I think you're doing a great job with all of that passion right now because you use Thanks. it. You do, though. You use it. You have chosen to use it to help other people. Your passion, your drive, um, your intensity, you use it for good. So that's excellent. And then Joe was um, he, he was a challenge in a his own way. A little bit slower way. on the uptake. A little bit slower on the uptake. He was um, 
Joe did not speak until he was three, and he pretty much slept for the first six months of his life. Joe didn't have to be taught to sleep in his own bed. He had to be taught to be awake. And it's a peaceful uh, mind. That's, <laughs> that's right, Joe. A happy heart sleeps well. That's so true. Um, but uh, Joe had, by the way, we have learned, you know, over the years, Joe f- feels things as passionately, as deeply. Um, he just was slower to articulate them. But right, Joe? now he's pretty quick, and we're all a lot. We're making up for lost time. Yeah. We are all a lot. There is not a quiet person in our family. There's not a shy person in our family. And I do think that over the years, we have all learned how to read each other and how to um, navigate, right, how to navigate, though, different personalities and temperaments. We're not going to get into personality and temperament today, guys. That's so hard. That's for another day. I don't have that time. We could go on and on, but that's for another day. Today, we're talking about discipline. So as different as you guys are, Dad and I definitely said, okay, what are some things that are important to us and our family? So no matter our kids' personalities or temperaments, or what's going on around us, these are our biggies. These are the ones that we're going to focus on, and we've come to know them now as pirate parenting principles. So the biggies in our family, when we talk about discipline, are, y'all go ahead, authority, Authority, responsibility. (laughs) She's not going to finish with me. Gratitude Gratitude and and honesty. honesty. Arg, absolutely. Authority, responsibility, gratitude. I just turned into a cheerleader, and I didn't know (laughs) how to handle it. it. I was on push-up squad senior year. Oh, my gosh. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, as we talk about those and how kids are born with a predisposition towards self-preservation and self-promotion, every kid enters the world. No matter your temperament, your drive naturally is towards self and for you just to get what you want. That is not does not mean you're selfish. Actually, it does mean you're selfish, but it doesn't mean you're any more selfish than anyone else. We're all born with that. That's the parent's job to discipline. And when we talk about discipline, it is not just negative we talk about discipline as being much more than punishment it is overall teaching and training directing and correcting and when we talk about our discipline plan we go through articulating the desired behavior and then um modeling steering us yes yes very good oh emily that was a good one thanks uh, sorry if I act surprised. Lock it in. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but articulating, we blown away. articulating and modeling that behavior and then watching your kids. And when they do what you ask them to do, when they exhibit the desired behavior, then you give a positive consequence. When they don't, then you give a negative consequence. And then number five, the key one, rinse and repeat over and over and over again. But I think a lot of times we skip that step that after we ask our kids what to do, tell our kids what to do, teach our kids what to do, we must look for when they are doing it, when they are exhibiting that positive, that desired behavior, that acceptable behavior that we've asked for. So guys, let's dive right in with that one. (laughs) So when we asked y'all, do y'all have any recollection? Because we're going to get to the negative consequences in a minute, but positive consequences, what with something do you have any memory of something that was positive to you uh, go ahead Emily you tell me <laughs> no positive memories <laughs> you have no, 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 I no think, positive memory I think you were really good at making um emphasizing exciting things or like making a seemingly normal things seem exciting like if it was if it were 
10 minutes later for bedtime or you know what I really remember are you nervous I am so nervous <laughs> no, no no I really remember when we would have a babysitter um shout out Ashley Horn um there would be chocolate on the banister of the stairs and it would sit there um and we would stare at it all night and it was our reminder that if we went to bed when we were told to go to bed, that piece of chocolate would be waiting for us at breakfast in the morning. I cannot believe you remembered that. But it just unlocked so many memories. Like, now I remember that, but I had completely forgotten about that. Yeah. At bedtime was not always easy with a babysitter. I had FOMO, like, fear of missing out from birth. It, yeah, Emily did not want to go to bed. I, I mean ever i also thought i was a grown-up i was an angel <laughs> yeah when it when it when it comes to going to bed yeah in this one particular area maybe so maybe so maybe so but emily that's, i have a selective memory <laughs> but here's the deal about positive consequences they don't have to be costly they don't have to be things that a mom has to remember um it can be wait did you have to set yourself up for a win with that oh guys <laughs> seriously especially negative we'll get into that in a minute i always say give them brief give them quick because Life goes on and you forget them. But a little reward, a little positive reward, if you do this, then you get this. It's also teaching cause and effect, which we love because that also addresses entitlement and just life skills, cause and effect. So if you do this, then this will happen. If you don't do this, then this won't happen. And so that's a great one, Emily. It's a great example. Gosh, I can't believe Thanks you remember that. Thanks for that positive that. reinforcement, Mom. I can't, oh, yeah, there was some praise right there. A lot of times positive um, reinforcement covers it. The praise, the verbal praise is plenty. Honestly, I think words of affirmation may be a top love language for me because praise goes a long way and you know what knowing your kids understanding their differences and how they respond to certain things understanding their love language is so helpful when it comes to choosing positive and negative consequences so there um, Gary Chapman has written the book five love languages and there is definitely a version for your children five love languages of children I believe there yes there's also one for for teens and so when it comes to trying to discover what is a good positive consequence what is a good negative consequence understanding your kids you've got to be a good student before you're a good teacher understanding them one way to do that is to learn their love languages. That's a great example. Joe, how about you? Yeah, I think for me, my going off of love languages, my uh, number one love language is quality time and shared experience. Yes. Um, so it would literally just be as simple as extending a family game night 30 more minutes or letting me stay up to hang out with the family a little bit longer because I had the earliest bedtime because I was the youngest. Still am. Um, and so it was just little things like that throughout that, felt normal or felt or that should have been normal that you made feel exciting and you did a great job of using that and being intentional with that being a reward guys desperate times because when you are watching the budget when you are you're thinking i i can't do an extra activity when you're watching the calendar watching the budget whatever it is you know you only have so much bandwidth so to go what can i do with what i have one more round of mouse trap one That's more round of mouse do. trap or just five extra minutes or one-on-one -on -one time whatever it is keep it simple keep Ooh. it quick keep it immediate five more minutes in bed in the morning <laughs> oh speaking <laughs> emily's love language sleep is that a love language emily it's one of mine 
Which is ironic for someone who didn't want to go to bed so badly. Oh, no, but once I'm asleep, I'm out. It's so true. You're right, Joe. For somebody who hated going to sleep. You really love staying asleep. You love sleep. Guys, that is still true. (laughs) It is. It is. Some things you don't outgrow. Um, We talk a lot about discipline is more about shaping a child's heart than fixing a child's behavior. And so the whole point of a positive consequence is really just to guide you. As Emily said, what did you say? To steer you. Um, But sometimes when when we determine as parents and we embrace the role of authority and go, our responsibility is to teach and train, direct and correct, is to discipline. Part of it is giving positive consequences, but the other part is giving negative consequences. And it's not always fun, but it's part of the job. And so, guys, I would love to hear, although I'm not going to lie, this really makes me nervous. For anybody listening, we did not practice this. I said, I'm going to ask you these questions. Don't tell me the answers, and I'm not going to help you with the answers. I I really want to know what's (laughs) good or bad in your memory. So tell me about negative consequences do you remember what was most effective to you here's the deal whether it was effective or not if you remember it is probably going to be it was effective enough for you to remember Mm -hmm. it yeah well first the courage and vulnerability to just give your children a microphone and say what negative consequences do you remember i'm not gonna lie i can't edit you oh that's fair (laughs) that's fair um but emily but we're not this this is unedited you have some experience Uh, okay (laughs) i do maybe have different experience from Joe with negative consequences because a lot of times Joe, all he needed was the threat of potential negative consequences and he got right in line. Me, I was like, what are they? I had to do a cost-benefit analysis, you know? Um, But when I was four, my dad figured out that you guys figured out together. You probably gave him the idea. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Tell me Did what it is. Did you just have a revelation? <laughs> Tell me what it is. Yeah, whoa. Dad may have come up with it. Now I want to know. Maybe so. But, like, at first, my dad and I could give each other a run for our money with dialogue when I was four. And I was really good at continuing to say words really um, enthusiastically. But he figured out that taking clothes out of my closet... Did you give him that idea? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Taking clothes out of my closet was really effective in negative consequences in response to if I didn't do something I was supposed to do. But more often than not, it was doing something I wasn't supposed to do. Did I say that So moving. Wait. More often it was. Say that again. More often, I did something that I was not supposed to do. Rather than not doing something you were supposed to do? Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. That, that is an accurate read, Emily. And Joe probably was flipped. Right. That, that is so true. I don't know that I've ever articulated that. That is so true. So, Emily, um, you remember um, having... It's just so interesting, guys, because that is just... That is when you know you give birth to children who may be exactly like you and maybe you're complete opposite <laughs> because I would definitely be so thrilled if I could wear the same thing every day. An ideal summer dress for me is something from Target that can be can go quickly from sundress to nightgown to cover up. If I can keep Versatility this, is underrated. Yeah, that's right. If I can and so I I did not 
um, understand your love for a different outfit every day. You know who did though? But I, <laughs> yes, it is true. Although, yeah, did and does. Yeah, a little family insight. A little. Family. My dad is good at wearing clothes. He is, and he he um yeah, I guess that is more like him. But I did not understand that. But that was very effective with you. A negative consequence for you is just taking away. And again, that was Ooh. something that was quick, immediate, and it wasn't costly. They were already in your closet. And so we could just remove them. And then it also worked as a positive consequence. You're earning them back. Mom told me one time, like, I don't think I learned this until a year ago. That <laughs> I loved jeans. <laughs> like oh. a lot. Like I wasn't allowed to wear them when it was a hundred degrees outside because of recess and I would cry. I felt things deeply. Um a long time ago. But we she would keep a pair of jeans I sure as did. backup in her closet in case we had a really rough morning or something and she could whip out a new pair of jeans. They didn't even have to be new. Or a pair of jeans. I could just say, Do you want to wear jeans today? Um, and so I could use that as a positive consequence. If you get out of bed, I'm gonna, I'll have these jeans right here ready for you. Um, and yes, it again, doesn't have to be shiny and new, doesn't have to cost anything. If you know what your kid loves, that is a positive consequence. If you know what they love, it can also be a negative. The removal of that can also be a negative consequence. So Emily, do you remember the first day of, I believe it was second grade, um, you had gotten a new outfit for school. It was fifth grade. Yeah, oh, it was fifth grade. <laughs> oh, I dear. remember it like it was yesterday. And go ahead. I had gotten my first day of school outfit, and I am going to describe it for you. You're welcome because, man, the 2000s were a great time. I had a Roxy matching outfit um, that it was a plaid skirt that was chocolate brown and like light pink slash coral which wasn't roxy the brand like from aquamarine or h2o all of the above joe um but it was a skirt that was chocolate brown and like coral pink um and then the the shirt to go with it was the coral pink color with like a like a van life type image on it that had the stitched in white long sleeves Edgy. for it to look layered um yeah remember it like it was yesterday I um lied to my parents like the week before school started and going back to that arg honesty um it was a stupid lie I hadn't even done anything like I wasn't hiding something wrong I had done I wasn't it was the most pointless thing. like there was no point and I lied to them and told them that I lied and because I felt so guilty and started sobbing um, and got my first day of school outfit taken away and <laughs> rough life had to wear old clothes. Which is so funny, <laughs> but, the first but for you, that was, that was so such a big deal to you. So that was a negative consequence. Again, you may be listening and thinking, gosh, that, would, that is so ridiculous. That would never work for my kid. And guess what? That definitely would not have worked for Joe. But for Emily, she had, I knew she had already pictured it. She was already planning it. And so to remove something, again, it was costly. It was quick. It wasn't something I had to keep up with. And it was an immediate negative consequence. And um, plus, she had to dread it for a few days. That was also part of it for her. Knowing her personality, that worked for her. And um, again, didn't cost me anything. Um, 
quick, easy, and quick follow through. Now, again, a lot of times people are looking for the negative consequence that stops the behavior immediately. When it comes to authority, responsibility, gratitude, and honesty, that, it's a lifetime of learning. It is a lifetime of learning. Our responsibility as parents is to give the natural, give a negative consequence. Sometimes it is a natural negative consequence that just follows. Sometimes we add to that. Emily just said she confessed she wasn't caught. When we talk about honesty, um, those are two very different things. And so when we give consequences, we weigh the consequences. Um, and, <clears throat> excuse me, we do consider a big difference between getting caught and confessing. And so, anyway, Emily, that's hilarious that you remember that negative consequence. And was that the last lie you ever told in your whole life? No. But do you remember thinking, wow, lying is not right. It is not good. Lying definitely ends up doing more harm than good to myself. Right. So that was, and the, others. again, it's, it may not immediately end at the consequence forever. I mean, in the undesirable behavior forever. But the point is to give a negative consequence, teach, train, direct, and correct. And, that, and it is a process. It is not um, something that is one and done. Rinse and repeat, parents. Rinse and repeat. Okay, Joe, do you remember a negative consequence? I have two very specific instances that I remember. Oh. One, I think it was like a couple weeks after my fifth or sixth birthday. It was whenever Star Wars Episode Two had come out because for my birthday, I got some action figures. And I was playing with them while we were watching TV as a family. And I think I talked back to you or said something. And dad said, hey, Haas, come here. And we went into y'all's bathroom and he got a bar of soap and rinsed my mouth out with soap. And as stereotypical as that is, I do remember that night terribly. It's so funny because I don't even know if dad had ever warned you guys or if that had ever even been on the table as a negative consequence. No. D um, but he, at and that it hasn't time. Had, like it was the one time that it ever happened. I, I don't know that he ever used that, but it was you spoke in a disrespectful month. tone and dad felt like that was. Do you remember that? An, an appropriate consequence. This I'm going to tell you what I remember from that. So. I remember, of course, as always, the mom is like, but this, let me explain why Joe did that, trying to explain away. And then um, Mac would always say that it's interesting and, and irrelevant. And irrelevant because it was, uh, you know, it was an understandable behavior, but it was unacceptable. And therefore, he was going to give a consequence. Again, a quick, immediate. And guys, it wasn't toxic. It wasn't life damaging. It was a quick, you know, consequence. Um, and so, and he, all Wait, so he did was remember? he made you take a little bite. And then my guess is you spit it right out. Probably. So yes, it wasn't like he poured in your, he, you literally took a little bite. So, but I remember you're walking out and Emily was so upset that dad had taken you in there. And she said, are you okay? And you said, I just told myself, yum, yum. And I remember thinking, bless his heart. And you were if, if you were more upset that you got in trouble. For you, that's why I'm saying you literally, it's so funny that you remember that he washed your mouth out. Your consequences were always super. The, the biggest consequence was just dad saying you have a consequence. Or the look. Right. That's why I'm so confident that it was. But he literally 
there was the tiniest fight and that was it. It was more of the the action of having a negative and consequence. And then also going off of like knowing your child and knowing what they don't want to miss out on or don't want to not have. I remember getting grounded like a week before the American Idol finale and it was <laughs> it was either like Bo Bice and Carrie Underwood or Jordan Sparks and Clint Lewis. It was one of those years but there was going to be an Elvis hologram performing at the finale and I loved Elvis Presley and I loved American <laughs> Idol and I didn't get to see it. Oh. And that was before recording was a thing. So Joe did so not So I still get... have never seen the Elvis Presley hologram from American oh, Idol. No. That is so excellent. <laughs> Again, it was immediate, it was not expensive, and it was specific to the child. And it was a mis-shared experience. It was a mis-shared experience. Now, Dad also, if we were ever grounded around, oh, I don't know, the third Saturday in October, would unground us, second Saturday, would unground us for the Texas OU game because that was one that we would not miss as a family. <laughs> that's right, that's right. But I love that you guys remember that. And for those of y'all who are listening um, and you're thinking, I, I would never um, make my child, you know, bite soap or whatever. And we totally understand. You do you. You know your kids. You know, and as I said, I it was the teeniest, tiniest thing. But to Joe, it was really just being called out. And, uh, and he did it in private. He didn't do it in mm -hmm. front of anyone. We didn't know what was going on. That's why Emily was waiting, like, what is happening? Um, but it was it was very effective. It was very effective. And I was never disrespectful again. <laughs> I was, right. <laughs> was that it? Again, it was part of the process, part of the teaching, training, directing, and correcting, and rinse and repeat over and over and over again. Again, I think the missed one there, um, a lot of time, the missed element of discipline is that positive consequence. Praise goes a long way, and um, we underestimate the value of the positive consequence. And something that for me that was kind of an in-between, it was like, it was an ongoing expectation um, that sometimes I received the positive consequence and sometimes right. I received the negative consequence was anytime um, I did get in trouble or didn't do something that I was supposed to do or did do something that I wasn't supposed to do, um, I would be allowed to talk about it with y'all. Um, as long as my tone and my posture and my words and my face <laughs> were <laughs> respectful, um, you guys would engage in conversation with me. Um, but the second I had any edge in my tone made rude eyes or eyebrows or like anything, the conversation was over and to be sent to my room not being able to explain myself anymore because I need to be understood so badly was like the worst thing in the world. Well, I think, but also being of, heard was the best thing in the world. Right. Part of the teaching and training, number one is knowing your child. And number two is like, okay, I've got to teach and train them how to disagree, how to articulate, how to explain what actually happened. And because not just for that situation, but for future situations, maybe in the classroom, talking, explaining to a teacher, maybe on the field or on the court, explaining to a coach, maybe it's as an employee, explaining to your boss, whatever it is, um, it, it's a long-term play. And that, that's what parenting is. It's not about surviving the next 20 minutes. It's about thriving for the next 20 years. And so that 2020 approach, Emily, was so significant in that we wanted to discuss with you as long as 
you um, used a respectful tone. And with Joe, Joe, what he also, Emily, you would get um, angry or frustrated or sad, whatever the feeling was. And so your volume would escalate and it, you would um, get louder. And so we would say, we want to hear you bring it down to a, a respectful tone and we'll talk about it. And then sometimes we did get to the point where we said, okay, there's nothing that's going to come out of your mouth that's going to make me change my mind. And there's nothing that's going to come out of uh, my mouth that's going to make you understand. Sends chills down my spine today. <laughs> but I think going along with that, like that rinse and repeat one dynamic allowed you to also teach grace because then there were also moments where like, the same thing might have happened and so there was precedent for what the consequence should have been but y'all would say oh we'll explain it away this time and just give us grace in that moment and then also with the conversation but not necessarily changing anything that fought entitlement because we didn't feel entitled to receive the positive consequence or get yes. away from the negative consequence yeah, that's a great point to make. Yes, we try to be consistent. Consistent is super important with kids, but there are situations, <clears throat> depending on location, depending on situation, where you're going to play it differently. And so that that's a great point. That's a great point, Joe. Um, but again, it's about positive and negative consequences, and those change depending on the age of your child, the temperament, the personality of your child, the situation, the location. Um, the key, though, is having a plan and playing out the plan. If you have a plan, you're less likely to panic. One of the keys to effective discipline is removing emotion from it, mm -hmm. which is really hard because as a mom, our re reflex is either fear or offense. I'm offended that you would do that in my home. Um, you know, I'm fearful that this could turn into something else or I'm hurt. I'm hurt that you would do that to me. And so then what rises to the top is anger. And so we have to really fight that or remove that emotion. So when I have a plan in advance, particularly if, if it's a repeated behavior, it's wise to get a plan and discuss it with the child. If this happens, then this will happen. Give, you know, mm -hmm. the positive and negative. But the bottom line is we do the best we can. And we articulate behavior, we model it, and we give a positive, we give a negative consequence, whatever, and then we rinse and repeat, and we're going to mess up. That is why. That is why, guys, the foundation of trust and relationship is so important because definitely dad and I messed up. We would give a consequence when we misread the situation and you would respectfully come back and explain or we would give a, you know, we would think it was one child's fault when it was the other child's fault. Whatever it is, we definitely made mistakes. Oh, for crying out loud, we definitely overreacted and gave this was probably my deal more than anyone else's is I would <laughs> the consequence the negative consequence would be so disproportionate you know because I my anger I would let my judgment my wisdom I would react with emotion instead of respond with wisdom mm -hmm. and so I would overshoot my negative consequence but that was something I learned or I guess I had learned over time but was able to articulate for myself several years ago was it occurred to me that I think I came to you and dad and I was like oh my gosh ding 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 my trusting y'all is not trusting that you're going to do everything right it's trusting that it'll be okay even when you don't I need you to repeat that whole thing because <laughs> that is excellent and then we're going to talk about how to build trust but this is why trust is so important why we say rules without relationship 
breeds resentment. Yeah, and rebellion. And rules with relationship build responsibility and respect. So go ahead and explain that one more time, Emily. I realized that trusting y'all was not trusting that you would do everything right. It was trusting that things would be okay even when you didn't. That is so significant. That is so significant. Um, So now tell me, Emily, when we talk about trust, it's really about building that relationship. And um, it's that is a huge part of discipline. We have to know that connecting with a child as early as possible um, is important. And so and it's not about not everybody has to stay at home and be with your child every waking moment. It's about being intentional with the time that we do have. Mm-hmm. And so tell me, Emily, what you remember about relationship. Are there certain things that spoke to you that um, fed your love language that made you feel like or understand and know that we love you so that then you would trust us? I think there is, I feel like I have an abstract thing that I felt from y'all and some practical examples of things that y'all did. Um, But first of all, I felt like y'all liked me and that you were glad we shared a home together. I know why you feel that way because (laughs) dad is, he always, he says it to me. Right. He is very good at articulating that and he's very intentional about articulating that. He would say, I don't, just love you I like you too and like that is it's weird it was so small but it's significant yeah I interrupt I decided what you said he was that's exactly that's but he said it all the time do you remember Joe oh absolutely he still says it yes he does still say it um (laughs) he says it to me right and then and he means it um but and then practically we I know we talk about you talk about the value of playing games and it's laughter is so important and shared time together is so important. Um, but it was a huge trust builder for us. And I know this is going to sound silly, but like my dad never let us beat him at basketball, Not even once. when we were like five, <laughs> which is a little ridiculous. He would give himself handicaps. Yeah. 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 He would make, um, yeah. He would make adjustments. Like he couldn't block our shots or, and he couldn't shoot layups. Yeah. Um, but, and he would definitely like maybe let us shoot a basket, like make a basket or give us some space to take a shot. But he never let that dictate the outcome of the score. No, not once. Yeah. So how did that make you trust him? Um, because when we did finally beat him at 21, um, we believed it. We knew it wasn't pretend that we had we had earned our victory that we still hold on to today that happened 10 years ago. But um, because he told the truth, like his being able to beat us at a game was true. Because, you know, uh, we say that about how to talk to children about difficult things or, how, you know, you want to be honest and age appropriate. And so when playing games, you want to be honest and age appropriate. Yeah. And we believe that about a lot of different things. But that was yeah, a he significant... didn't like stuff us or right. like take the ball out of our hands or anything like that. Honest and age appropriate. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing with trust growing up was when y'all had overreacted or when you had given a negative consequence that was 
potentially that one time. Yeah, yeah, that one time. Talk about rinse um, and repeat. Uh you apologized. And yeah. you like you owned when you messed up. And oh, yeah. so that helped me know that like, oh, okay, my parents aren't perfect, but they still want to do their best for me. It wasn't they were trying to prove something as my parent. It was they were trying to help me as my parent. And I vividly remember, I feel like dad ended up having more of these conversations, but he would come back to my room after like maybe he had, the both of us had gotten worked up together maybe. Um, and he would come back to my room and say, I was, <laughs> this, is, <Yep. laughs> this is so him. Um, I was right in everything that I said and wrong in how I said it. And I'm sorry. And, and so again, separating those yes, things out. But that's so important because I think, you know, modeling that I was right in what I said, but I was wrong in how I said it. See, he's still teaching, training, directing, and correcting, even in that apology. Because he taught us, I realized this when I went off to college. Sorry, I have so many thoughts. Um, because I, I, I think this is easily lost in things that I'm responsible for how I react, even if reacting is appropriate. That is is so good taking full responsibility and you know we are a family of a lot of words a lot of volume and a lot of feelings and thoughts and so for us to learn how to measure those and how to regulate them and articulate them plus that rhymes so to regulate and articulate it's super huge when it comes to emotions and feelings Mm -hmm. that's part of what we have to teach and train and direct and correct any feeling oh yeah rinse and repeat that's a lifetime that is a lifetime of work. Also, y'all were really good about at least looking like you cared about things that we cared about. Like, <laughs> and that a lot, is, like growing that's up a relationship stuff, building yes, trust. And, yeah, but that's, that's good why job. I trusted you. Like you would sit and watch SportsCenter with me and listen to Stuart Scott talk about UCLA for hours and you don't care. And Joe, you were so patient with me when I would ask questions and you would pause the TV and you. I did learn that it was better for me to build trust with you. You do love the shared experience, but it was even better if I just sat there quietly. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) You liked for me to be there, but really just sitting there. Emily, um, I would try to watch a show with you and you would try to explain it and the whole vampire diary business. I was like, wow. We're talking about hybrids and werewolves. And I was like, this. And the originals come into play and you just don't know where it's going to Oh my gosh. I mean, gee whiz. But yeah, showing interest in what your child is interested in. That is again part of learning your child, learning your child's love languages and learning your child's interest. And as Joe said, pretending. I wasn't pretending. I was learning. I was learning to be interested in what you were interested in. But you didn't in. start interested. I did not start interested. But you but cared because I cared. I and cared because you were the you student cared. before you became the teacher. It's just like anything else. I may not value the you. draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do value you. I may not value the draft. Why not? The NFL draft, but I value you. Therefore, I value the NFL draft. I remember being on the phone with you when Vince Young was drafted. And I was in North Carolina with my sisters and mom. And we were in a shop and you were calling me. And I said, I've got to take this call. The draft is today. And my sisters and mom were like, what? And I'm like, Joe is so excited. And I wanted to be excited with you. And so I knew what, you know, where Vince was going and all that, because that was important to you. Again, 
you don't have to love the activity. You love the child, therefore you're, you know, you value the child, therefore you value their interests. So I'm, I'm glad you remember that, Joe. And I don't know if you remember me asking a lot of questions. I hope maybe you blocked that out. I liked giving answers. Sometimes. Just not at that moment. <laughs> just not at that moment. That's great. Well, you guys, thank y'all so much. Thank um, you. I appreciate it again. I think that, um, you know, we say in Fearless Mom all the time, there's no such thing as a mom who's got it all figured out. And if you meet the mom who says she's got it figured out, don't be friends with her because she's a big fat liar. And so I don't have it all figured out. I am a mom who is learning still, walking alongside you. I've done a lot of research. I've done a lot of study. I've done a lot of training. But guys, we're all in this together. Our mistakes are only wasted if we keep them to ourselves. We learn from each other. Um, we're a team here. And uh, Emily and Joe, thank y'all so much for being good sports. Thanks. Thank you. And hey, will you guys come back and chime in another time? I don't we know. might be open. To Would that. you be willing to share? I just don't know if I have the words. <laughs> right. We're short on words in our family. Thank you guys so much. You know what? I'd love to close us in prayer. God, I thank you so much for the privilege of motherhood. I thank you for the gift, the responsibility. I thank you, God, for this stage of parenting adult children. I thank you for the um, hearts that Emily and Joe have, the willingness to um, share their experience, good and bad, um, in order to help other kiddos and other moms. We ask right now, God, that you hover over every mom listening, that you assure her that she is exactly the mom that her child needs. Give her the wisdom to see what she needs to do and give her the courage to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. We're so glad you joined us today. You can get more resources and information at fearlessmom.com.